morning. This is the January 5th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we're talking about what non-WWF title was awarded after a match on Raw on this day in 1998. The first Raw of 98 was actually taped the week prior on December 30th at the famed New Haven Coliseum in New Haven, Connecticut. Raw was closing the gap in the Monday Night Wars, but WCW was still in the lead. To put you in the mindset of the era, since we tend to jump around a lot, this is kind of a between moment in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. What do I mean by that? Well, the Raw broadcast is preceded by the intro that includes the boast 100 countries, 7 different languages, and over a half billion viewers each week, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. Which you may remember ends with the visual of the old school blue and yellow WWF block logo. Then the show proper opens with the WWF scratch logo in the lower left corner, and Stone Cold is talking about how everyone in the locker room is seeing that 316 on their pagers, and knowing their asses belong to him. Yeah, it's that moment in time. Your world champion is Shawn Michaels, nearly two months clear of that dark day in Montreal, and Austin, the hottest superstar in the company, has the WWF championship in his crosshairs. So what does the WWF do to try and drum up some drama and boost the ratings? Well, Don King would appear on this episode of Raw, but don't worry, there's no boxing coming in this story. The Brawl for All disaster is still six months off at this point. On this January 5th episode of Raw's War, Jim Cornette takes center ring after the opening match, and he has two gentlemen the vast majority of WWF fans are not at all familiar with in tow. Cornette has been doing shoot segments in the past couple of weeks where he would talk about everything that's wrong in the world of wrestling. Kind of like he's still doing to this day, only in 97-98, it was run through the McMahon filter and aired with Vince's blessing. Tonight, Cornette harkens back to a recent segment where he talked about the dearth of respect being shown for the history of wrestling and good old-fashioned competition. To that end, he has flown in, at great personal expense, Howard Brody and Dennis Coraluzzo, the president and vice president, respectively, of the National Wrestling Alliance. Cornette gives the audience a brief snapshot of the rich and storied history of the NWA as the oldest and one-time largest sanctioning body in the history of professional wrestling. The NWA stands for tradition. With that in mind, Cornette introduces the two men who will compete right now for the vacant NWA North American Heavyweight Championship. They are Barry, aka Blackjack Wyndham, a former NWA World's Champion who is currently a part of the new Blackjack's tag team here in WWF, along with his partner Bradshaw. And his opponent, making his return after a year stint in WCW, was Jeff Jarrett. Cornette joins the already way too busy announced desk of Jim Ross, Kevin Kelly, and Michael Cole. This good old fashioned wrestling match coincides with another lesson in wrestling history from Cornette on commentary, but it only lasts about three and a half minutes. Cornette leaves the desk under the guise that he needs to explain some of the nuance between NWA and WWF rules to referee Tim White, when in actuality, he uses his signature tennis racket to clobber Wyndham in the back and hand an easy victory to Jarrett. 
Ah, tradition. I know what you're saying. Give me more. Remind me of how this NWA invasion took over the WWF for the next couple of months to come. Well, the fact that, like me, you probably barely remember this invasion tells you how well it went. The sub-four-minute crowning of a new champion via obviously dubious tactics didn't exactly pop the New Haven crowd. You know what did, though? The immediate dropping of that new champ when Steve Austin interrupted Jarrett's post-championship victory strut with a Stone Cold Stunner and a two-finger salute. Austin wasn't coming for NWA Gold, though. He had put the locker room on notice earlier in the show. Anyone involved in the upcoming Royal Rumble that Austin planned to win was fair game. And yep, Jarrett was scheduled to be in that Rumble. So when step one of the angle went over like a fart in church, they brought in the perennial crowd-pleasers, the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the Rock and Roll Express. In actuality, the Express weren't tag champs at the time. Pat and C.W. Anderson were stripped of the titles just for this angle, and those titles were handed to Ricky and Robert. Much the same as Reckless Youth was stripped of the North American Heavyweight title to set up the Wyndham Jarrett match. So given the fact that the NWA was willing to upset the apple cart to that degree, and presumably piss off a decent percentage of their locker room in the process, this angle must have been very well thought out with a big payoff at the end, right? Well, not only was it awkward to see the Rock and Roll Express as part of what by default was a heel faction, this being an invasion and all, it was downright confusing seeing them alongside Cornette in this new NWA stable, a man they had been feuding with for essentially their entire careers. And within a couple of weeks, they were losing via DQ in mid-card matches on Shotgun Saturday night. One of the rare bright spots of this doomed-from-the-start invasion angle, if you were a big NWA fan, was the fact that WWF brought in Tommy Young to referee many of the NWA-related matches. If you were listening back in late November, yes, that's the same referee Tommy Young from Daily Wrestling News Show episode 86, that reversed the decision of the Flair Rhodes World Title match at Starcade 85, the famous Dusty Finish. Young had suffered a severe back injury in 1989 and hadn't been seen much since, so seeing him don the black and white stripes with the NWA logo on his chest in a WWF ring had to warm the hearts of old school NWA fans. The other bright spot was the eventual appearance of NWA World's Champion Dan Severn. Not sure why it took almost three months to pull the trigger and put him on WWF TV, but watching the Beast walk to the ring with the NWA title over his shoulder, UFC Super Fight Championship around his waist, while Cornette followed with Severn's UFC Ultimate Ultimate and UFC 5 Tournament Championship belts was undeniably a badass visual. The angle overall, though, was not. It limped along on WWF programming through the 98 King of the Ring pay-per-view in June, where the NWA tag champs by that time, the new Midnight Express team of bodacious Bart and bombastic Bob, challenged the New Age Outlaws for the WWF tag titles, and lost. It fizzled to an uneventful death when the new Midnight Express lost their NWA tag titles to a team named Border Patrol, at an NWA house show, and the remaining members of the NWA stable in WWF went their separate ways. 
But this ill-conceived and poorly executed invasion began with a rare non-WWF title being awarded on WWF television on this day, January 5th, 1998. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about the NWA invasion of WWF, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show or just search for Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about NWA, WWF, Jim Cornette, or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show.